wonderful, merciful Savior, precious Redeemer and friend. Who would have thought that a land could rescue the souls of men? Oh, you rescue the souls of men. Praise the Lord. Esoterica. I've started a new series of teaching and 
I have titled it Esoterica. I taught pneumatica while we were present in church. This is Esoterica. It's amazing. I have very, very interesting message titles. But this is not a, a strange word because a man of God, Pastor Chris, has been mentioning this word sometimes. This week, Pastor has been <laughs> blowing, <laughs> blowing my mind. <laughs> Honestly speaking, I'm not hyping. I've never met a teacher like Pastor Chris. Honestly speaking. It's either you understand what he's saying or you are confused. <laughs> I'll walk closer now on the highway Through the darkest night You hold my hand Jesus Guide my way. All right, so what is esoterica? Now, when we're talking about esoterica, the word esoteric, all right, the word esoteric, the word esoteric means something that is for an initiated few. Now, when you read uh, the dictionary, some try to say it is for a select or small group of people all right now that's a that's not so accurate because when you say something is esoteric and you associate it to a number it becomes a problem what if many people are now initiated all right so the when we are dealing with uh when you use numbers as a few pe people that's that's not accurate all right but a lot of the time, the meaning of esoteric, when we say something is esoteric, not exoteric, there's a difference between exoteric and esoteric. When you say something is esoteric, it means it is for uninitiated people. Let me give you an example. It's like you come into a room, or maybe, um, remember when Pastor B came to our church? When he was there, he said something, everybody was like, ah, oh, oh. Then he was like, what's that? You understand? It is like a... And it's something that when you are in CYC, there are certain words that might not be out there that in the church we understand. Give me an example. Shabaya. Ekiki Sambala. You understand? When somebody says Ekiki Sambala in, in, in church, you, you know that we are talking about tongues. But if someone says, ah, what's Ekiki Sambala? Is it a dance? What is it? You understand? So it's like, a, it's like when we say, you know, people are very, are very scared of the word initiation because Nollywood has used it a lot. <laughs> okay. Now, when we talk about something that is esoteric, we are talking about something that is for um, an initiated set of people. It's one of the things that we, we call mystery. Throughout this week, Pastor has been talking about the mystery of Christ. I'm taking this topic by the inspiration of the spirit because of something. Because I see the generation, of course, a lot of people are coming to the Lord, but I'm seeing the generation delving into common sense as against, you know, when, when you get into an 
a conversation with anybody, they try to let you know that you are rather wrong. They try to pose religion as a problem and they, they can make good points and they call it common sense. Do you understand? And if you are not strong in your knowledge of God, what will happen is you can easily fall. So even on social media, there's a group called Common Sense Group and these people can come and sit down and talk with so much gusto about the things of God and even um, rubbish a lot of the things that we believe and we say. But the problem is that the Christians cannot stand up for the things they know because they themselves don't understand what they know. I want you to start with Romans chapter 11, verse 33. I'm trying to, I'm trying to um, get, get the foundation for the message. All right. If I was having healing program, you will be sitting there receiving. So I want you to listen. A lot of the time, people don't listen. They don't listen. They think they know it. Either they think they know it or they think it's another time to the word of God advise us. No, I'm not here to advise you. We are about to look into mysteries, okay? Romans chapter 11, look at verse 33, said, All the depth of the riches, both of the wisdom and the knowledge of God. In your Bible, underline knowledge of God. He said, how unsearchable are his judgments and his ways past finding out. I think again, all the depth of the riches, he calls the, 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 the wisdom and the knowledge of God, he calls it um, riches. Paul used this a lot. He, um, the wealth, unsearchable riches of Christ. When we talk about the unsearchable riches of Christ, people immediately start thinking of money. It's not money. Never think that God thinks of money. God does not think of money. God doesn't think of money. So it says, all the depth of the riches, both of the wisdom and the knowledge of God. When God is speaking of riches, he's speaking of the quantum of wisdom and the knowledge of God. Why is he saying knowledge of God? Okay, go to um, 2 Peter. Last year, I, I preached a message, spiritual sagacity. 2 Peter chapter 1 verse 2, spiritual sagacity. Some of the things I said in there might leap in here. This, this will be like a, an extended part two, but higher version of that message. He says, verse two, 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 2. 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 2. He said, grace and peace be multiplied unto you through the knowledge of God. Underline it there again. Knowledge of God. You see, there is a knowledge of God. Bear this in mind, every true knowledge of God is veiled. There is, you cannot find God at the surface. And you can never find God with common sense. And you can never find God in a laboratory. No matter how much we argue, any case that has to do with God, there is an element of it that will require that we move from talking normal English. All the depth of the wisdom and the knowledge of God. No matter how much we discuss anything that has to do with God, there is a realm that I cannot now talk with someone who does not know God. There's a, there's, there's a level at which I cannot talk about God. So sometimes when they try to bring out their common sense, 
of, of certain topics, you look at them and you know that at a certain level, the, the, your, the argument will have to cease. Because every true knowledge of God is veiled. Think about it. I was talking with one of my daughters and we were talking and I said something. I said, have you ever heard people say they have a question for God? They have questions. They have questions. Like the reason why they are, they are looking for truth. They have questions. They have questions and they want to ask questions. You know, sometimes human beings think they are smart. God said, all flesh has grass. Let me explain something. If human beings or scientists made a robot and the robot threatened their life and they have a remote, what would they do? They would turn off the ro robot. I, am I right? So if truly there's a God who made us, if our wisdom can question him, he's not God. He would disable the wisdom. I don't know why human beings think they are wise. I, look, any, at any rate of wisdom you can think, it has not threatened God. That is why people can insult God and he's still on his throne as though nothing is happening. He, he sees the folly. He sees the stupidity. It's just magnified with English language. <laughs> huh. All the depth of the wisdom and the knowledge of God. He said his judgments are unsearchable and he says he wastes his ways. They are past finding out. It means... You cannot finish knowing God. This series of teaching, eh? We will enter into things. He said, for lack of knowledge, my people perish. We are dealing with knowledge. Knowledge that is beyond Understanding, he said his ways are past finding out. No, do you understand the word past finding out? It means anything you are able to find out, you will have to go by it to now start with God. You didn't catch it. When the discovery ceases, that is when God starts. No. Someone can ask a question and, and, and say, um, you are a man of God. You claim that you heal the sick, yet you are also sick. Common sense will make you think, yes, 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 you are very stupid. You don't, you don't know anything about the healing of the sick. What you should have been doing was to be asking questions. Don't doctors administer drugs? Don't they get sick? So why is it that for the man of God, you are thinking he's doing magic? It is another realm of knowledge that you will have to now go and ask questions about it to know. He said his ways are past finding out. Colossians chapter 2. Verse 7. Rooted and built up in him and established in the faith as he has been taught, abounding therein with thanksgiving. We'll come back to it in the course of this teaching. Verse 8. He said, Beware, lest any man spoil you through philosophy. You know, in philosophy, one of the first things you will learn is that man made God. One of the first things you will learn. 
It's man made God, not God made man. They are trying to reason it. And I said, they, they, no, no problem. No problem. Reason it because where you finish reasoning, where you end, that is where God begins. Now, if you really thought there, if there's really a God, let me tell you something. For a man to be able to recognize God. Now, when people, people think that uh, it is religion, you are trying to believe in God, don't think people are that stupid. We are not trying to believe God. I am not trying to, I don't know about anybody, but I am not trying to believe there is a God. Look, I'm not doing a favor. I'm not trying to, I'm not forcing myself to do anything. It is a realm of knowledge. It's like, like I said, esoteric initiation. If a group of people drink uh, 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 witches and they've been initiated and they drink blood, I mean, if you come to the, the, the plane where we don't drink blood and we eat food, you will think that it is impossible. But if he takes you there too, they will show you that they can actually drink blood. Because, you, and you will never understand how they drink that blood until you have been initiated there to understand that one too. Let me tell you something. Reason man as a gadget. And for that gadget to be able to recognize God, God will have to do an installation. That is the reason for the spirit of God who come there. Jesus Christ said, Jesus Christ said, that's why I said the spirit of knowledge. Jesus Christ said, he said, how be it when the spirit of truth comes, he said he will guide you into all truth. He said, of whom the world cannot receive because they do not see him. Go there, John chapter 14. Verse 16. And I will pray the Father and he, will, he shall give you another comforter that he may abide with you forever. Verse 17. Even the spirit of truth, the world whom the world cannot receive because it seeth him not. So the world can only receive things that they see. So when we start speaking of things that have to do with God, we have come into esoteric knowledge. We are now dealing with mysteries. And for a man to understand a mystery, there has to be an, an installation. It seared him not, neither knoweth him, but ye know him, for he dwelleth with you and shall be in you. So, it is this installation that helps you to recognize God. So our recognition of God is beyond religion. We are not talking about religion. We are, you see, the, the problem is, you see, when we say we are having faith in God, the problem is they don't even understand what faith is. Knowledge of God. I feel, I feel like we are, we are, ah, there are things in my heart that are trying to come out. Okay, let me go inside small. Hey! Let, let, me, let me enter small. Proverbs 24. Listen, God cannot be explained. God can only be revealed. If we begin to have a conversation of God and everything is on the realm of explanation. No, we are not talking about God. The moment we are talking about God, the moment we are talking about God, Job said, for there is a spirit in man. Remember what I said about the installation. For there is a spirit in man, it is the breath of the Almighty that giveth them understanding, not explanation. So God has to do an installation for the person to have understanding. The Bible says that 
the things. It's the glory of God to conceal a matter. So you have to know God that you, you anytime you attempt and say that, you, you think that you know. You know, sometimes it's so, it's so annoying. A lot of the time it is annoying to have people. Oh God. It's very annoying to have people who don't know jack about God make comments on God. They don't know jack about God, but you see them trying to make comments about God and about the things of God and about church and how church should be run. I said we should go to Proverbs 24. All right. Before that, go to Matthew chapter 13. All right. Let's start from verse 7. And some fell among thorns, and the thorns sprang up. Jesus Christ was sharing a parable and choked them. But other fell into good ground and brought forth fruit, some an hundredfold, some sixtyfold, some thirtyfold. Who hath ears, let him hear. And the disciples came and said unto him, Why speakest thou unto them in parables? He answered and said unto them, Because, listen, because it is given unto you. You cannot know God. <laughs> because it is given. Jesus Christ was telling the disciples, said, hmm. It is given unto you to know the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven, but to them it is not given. You see something amazing here. It says, For whosoever has to him shall be given. And he shall have more abundance. But whosoever hath not, from him shall be taken away, even that he hath. To, to another day we'll talk about this. Next one. He said, therefore, speak I to them in parables, because they see, see not. They see, see not. And hearing, they hear not. Neither. So sometimes when you, you, you try to make some of these, you know, try to talk to somebody about God, and he's trying to bring common sense on board. He's not seeing it. So that's why there's a limit to apologetics, honestly. I'm a great fan of apologetics. But a lot of the time, when, when I get into a conversation, I, there's a point I can't talk. Because no matter what I say, he won't see it. I'm still laying the foundation for the message. Because they seeing, see not. And hearing, hear not. Neither do they understand. Go ahead. And in them is fulfilled the prophecy of Isaiah, which said, By hearing ye shall hear, and shall not understand. And seeing ye shall see, and shall not perceive. Hold on. Go there. In fulfilled the pro prophecy of Isaiah. No, go ahead. He said, For this people's heart is wax gross. And their ears are dull of hearing, and their eyes ha they have closed, lest at any time they should see with their eyes, and hear with their ears, and should understand with their heart, and should be converted, and I should heal them. That means the performance of God is always tied to your ability to see. This is big. Listen, I said God cannot be explained. God is revealed. God is revealed. The things of God are revealed. They are not explained. Jesus attempted explanation. It didn't work. So I show you. Luke 24. One of my favorite chapters. I have, 
I have, I have preached so many messages from this chapter because there's so much in there. Different types of messages. That, that, this Luke 24, oh my God. Okay, let's start from verse 18. Let's start from verse 18. Now, it's going to be a long read, so you just take your time, we go. And the one of them, whose name was Cleopas, answering said unto him, Art thou only a stranger in Jerusalem, and hast not known these things which are come to pass there in these days? Now, let me give you the background, because I don't want to read from the top. The background is, Jesus, all right, has resurrected, but his disciples are not away. So Jesus goes walking with his disciples. And they didn't realize it was him. So it was not the full disciples. It was, um, at this time, Mary Magdalene has already seen him and gone to say it. So this is Cleopas. The second person is not mentioned, but it's believed that it was Luke. All right? And this was at Emmaus. There's a town called Emmaus. So it says, the, the people says, and one of them, whose name was Cleopas, answered said unto him, Are thou a stranger in Jerusalem? You see, so he said, one of them. So the other was not mentioned. The other was not mentioned. So he says, Are thou a stranger in Jerusalem? Because Jesus Christ asked him, what's going on? And he says, Are you a stranger in Jerusalem? Don't you know what is going on? All right, verse 19. And he said unto them, What things? And they said unto him, Concerning Jesus of Nazareth, which was a prophet, mighty in deed and word, before God and all the people. Now, are you realizing that all that Jesus Christ said with them concerning the fact that he was the Christ. Peter even prophesied it by revelation and says you are the Christ. They forgot. It did not ring. The scriptures, I'll talk about it in other, there's something called scriptural synergy. The Holy Ghost makes it possible. Take for example, Peter receives the Holy Ghost. He walks out in Acts chapter 2. Then he says, this is that which was spoken by the prophet Joel. How did he know? How did he know that this event is this scripture? This shows that he probably knew the scripture already. But you see, this is the work of the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost is the one who picks the scripture and puts it in context. And how the chief priests and our rulers delivered him to be condemned to death and have crucified him. So all that they knew about Jesus, all, all they knew about the Lord, okay, it was not coming. Do you understand? They couldn't relate it with this. You know, the ability to relate a situation in scripture is a gift. Look, let me tell you something. The Bible is the only book that you require the presence of the author to understand. And how the chief priests and our rulers delivered him to be condemned to death and, and have crucified and have crucified him. But we trusted that it had been he which should have redeemed Israel. And beside all this, today is the third day since these things were done. Look, now these people, while they were working with Jesus, they had their own agenda. They, they didn't know, they couldn't perceive, they couldn't discern Jesus' true agenda. Even though Jesus spoke about it many times, but they couldn't. All the, all the while, they could not understand. Because you see, he said, in them is fulfilled uh, the prophecy of, the, of Isaiah. He says, see, they see not. You see, so even though he's sharing it with them, he's explaining it to them, this is it. This is that they still were not catching it. Their eyes could not be open to see it. Yes, and certain women also of our company made us astonished, which were early at the sepulchre. Go ahead. And when they found out his body, they came saying that they had seen a vision of angels which said he was alive. And certain of them which were with us went to the sepulchre and found it even so as the woman had said, but him they saw not. Then he said unto them, 
Remember what was said in Matthew chapter 13? He said, these people's hearts are wax gross. Jesus Christ said, all fools and slow of heart. These people's hearts have wax gross. He says their ears are dull, slow of heart. That means the problem is installation. The problem is not exegesis. It's not, if anything I'm, I'm sharing over here, if it does not come with the ability. You know, Paul said in Ephesians, he says, to preach on searchable riches of Christ. Then he said, and to make all men see. Ephesians chapter 3 verse 9. And to make all men see. So whatever I'm saying here, no matter how much I shout, if it doesn't come with the ability to make you understand, I'm wasting my time. Because God has not explained. All fools and slow of heart to believe all that the prophets have spoken. We'll come to this. Oh my God, there's a lot I want to say. Ah. Then Jesus is, is, is now starts explaining. He says, ought not Christ. Oh Jesus. There are things I'll say. Ought not Christ to have suffered these things and to enter into his glory? And beginning at Moses. So we'll come to this. We'll come to the revelation of God in scripture. We'll come to that. Maybe next week. And beginning at Moses and all the prophets, he expounded unto them. He explained. Do you know what it means at beginning at Moses? That means this was a long explanation. Beginning at Moses, that means he started with Genesis. When we say Moses, he's talking about the five books Moses wrote. The law, that's, the, that's what they call Moses. So beginning at Moses, so Jesus Christ now started with Genesis. Hebrew word is Bereshit. So Jesus Christ began with Bereshit. Then he moved to Exodus. Then he moved to Numbers. He moved to Deuteronomy. He, he, he explained everything. He began at Moses. Then he went to the prophets. Daniel, Isaiah, Zechariah. Jesus was explaining. He said, beginning at Moses and the prophet, he expounded unto them in all the scriptures. Ooh, all the scriptures. Every explanation possible, Jesus explained. Jesus expounded in all the scriptures the things concerning himself. This is one of the few places that you will see that Jesus Christ preached himself. All right, go ahead. And they drew nigh unto the village whither they went, and he made as though he would have gone further. Hold on. In verse 27, I thought he said that, and begin at Moses and all the prophets, he expounded unto him in all the scriptures the things concerning himself. After explaining, I was expecting that in 28, it would have been, oh, Jesus, this is you. No, they continued the journey. No, after expounding, I mean, and the guys even insulted you. Oh, fools and slow of heart. I mean, anybody, I mean, with any sense, should say, oh, wow, that's Jesus. They should have realized because he said things concerning himself. He explained, he explained that he would, Christ is going to die. Christ is going to resurrect on the third day. The prophet spoke about it. Messiah being Joseph. The prophet spoke about it. And they, so Jesus explained everything so that they will realize that it is him. The Bible says that, and they drew nigh unto the village. It did not even ring a bell. They didn't realize that it was God. They didn't realize that it was Jesus. They could not even understand through the explanation that it was the Christ. So go ahead. Verse 29. But they constrained him saying, abide with us for it is toward evening and the day is fast spent. And he went in to tarry with them. Verse 30. And it came to pass as he sat at the table with them, he took bread and blessed it and break and gave to them. 
and their eyes were and their eyes were opened and they knew him the knowledge of god and they knew him okay and he vanished out of their sight now why did he vanish out of their sight because we walk by faith and not by sight he is not supposed to remain in their sight because now check the check the 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 progression Check the progression. I'll show you something. When you are looking for God, the first place to go is first in the scriptures. When you don't find him, that is when an experience now, or uh, that's when an experience is now needed. Because God's first response will be the scriptures. Go to 2 Corinthians chapter 15. I'll show you something. 1 Corinthians chapter 15. Moreover, brethren, I declare unto you the gospel which I preached unto you, which also ye have received, wherein ye stand. By which also ye are saved, if ye keep in memory what I preach unto you, un unless ye have believed in vain. Verse 3. For I delivered unto you, first of all, that which I received, how that Christ died for our sins, according to the scriptures. Now, hold on. At this point in time, there was an argument. Paul was writing because of an argument, because some people said there's no resurrection of the dead and all that. So, in Paul trying to make a defense of that particular argument, the first thing he said was how that Christ died according to the scriptures. Because this is the order. When God is revealing himself, the first thing he will use is the scriptures. That is why Jesus Christ, first of all, had to explain to the people through the scriptures. Now, why? The people, he could not continue being in, in their sight because if the people be, now believe as a result of he being in their sight, Jesus will have to replicate the same thing for all of us. He vanished out of their sight so that every man will have the equal opportunity of believing by faith or believing according to the scriptures because Jesus is not about to appear before everybody. Go back to Luke chapter 24. Someone say, my Christianity is working. Okay. Luke 24. We were at um, 29. Okay, no, I think we're at 30. 31. And their eyes were open and they knew him and he vanished out of their sight. And they did, and they said one to another, didn't our heart burn within us while he talked with us by the way? No. Now. <laughs> while he talked with us by the way and while he opened to us the scriptures. Are you seeing? The emphasis is still not on he appearing to them. They realize that they should have known but when he was opening the scriptures. We'll come to that. The knowledge of God. The knowledge of God. This is what God wants to spread around the world. He said, it is the knowledge of the glory of God shall cover the earth as the waters cover the sea. You see, the knowledge of God is what transmits God. That's what transmits God. Today, men are standing up against God, standing against God because they do not know God. All right, uh, I'm trying to arrange this message well. There are three types of men, all right? 
There are three types of men. Go to 1 Corinthians chapter 2. Verse 14. The first kind of man the Bible talks about is... Verse 14. But the natural man... So there's a natural man. A natural man is a man who is not born again. He said, but the natural man, so number one, a natural man, number one is a natural man. A man who is not born again, which means no installation yet. What, what did he say that the natural man does? He said, the natural man receiveth not the things of the spirit of God. He says, for they are foolishness unto him. They are foolishness unto him. So when you come to God versus common sense, if, or if all your Christianity makes sense, there's a problem. Because the Holy Ghost is not a regular guy. The first day he introduced himself. You, you, have to, you have to get into the scriptures to understand, to understand certain things. The first day he introduced himself on earth, as in the beginning of his dispensation. The natural men, the people who are not born again, with no installation, said, these people are drunk. He said, these people are drunk. That is the knowledge of God versus common sense. When God displays, you will never be able to trace common sense in it. to know God. The natural man receiveth not the things of the spirit of God for they are foolishness unto him. They are foolishness unto him. Remember, even in the Old Testament when Hannah went to pray, <clears throat> when it was time for Hannah to receive a prayer, the Bible says that when she was praying, her motions, Eli, who was even a priest, began to look at her and say, this woman is drunk. There's something about knowing God. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. Think about it. Think about it. That we believe, all right? We, we know. Not only do we believe, we know that we are saved. I mean, you can make a fight with anybody who tells you you are not saved. You, you know that you're saved. And you're, I mean, someone can say, though your sins be as scarlet, they, they have been washed as snow. Why did the washing take place? Which washing machine? Do you understand? All these things, all these things really don't make sense. Say if all your Christianity makes sense. There are Christians who want to be, um, they want to flow with the world and flow with everybody. It, it won't work. Because true testimony of God a true testimony of God, you will see an iota of foolishness in it. But Paul said, that thing you are calling foolishness, he said, it is wiser than the wisdom of men. You go to church too much. It's an installation. It's an installation. You will never understand. I remember Brother Prosper Years ago, many years ago. Now, this is years, like 
say, maybe eight years, I was his fellowship leader. And this guy would follow me everywhere. He was in senior high school. I think his final year of senior high school. He would follow me everywhere till his parents knew that this guy is following a certain guy called Brother Enoch. We, would, we did everything. Every, anywhere I'm going, this guy, even if he's sick, he will join me. He will, anything I'm doing. There was a time, the, the, all, we said we are going to pay for Pastor Chris on TV3. All the money they gave him to um, go to school, he gave it. He became a concern to his parents. So one day, they said, and the, the, the dad is a, is a senior policeman. He said they are going to, they are going to look for me. You remember the story? They want to look for me. So all this while they had been hearing, brother, you know, brother, you know, brother, you know. They were expecting that when they come, now look at me now and minus by eight. Seko <laughs> Bahaya. The man saw, this. Ooh, this one. They couldn't believe it. Oh, Jesus. But they never understood what was going on in the guy. Said they have foolishness unto him. He said, neither can he know them. The natural man. We're still talking about the natural man. He said, neither can he know them. He he cannot know them. The things of the spirit of God. He says, he cannot know them. Not that he can know some and not know some. No, he cannot know them. Emphatic about it. Neither can he know them. He said, because those things, he said, they are spiritually discerned. They are spiritually decoded. They are spiritually deciphered. God is not explained. God is revealed. 